Prometheus, they say, brought God's fire down to man, and we've caught it, tamed it, trained it since our history began. Now we're going back to heaven just to look him in the eye, and there's a thunder across the land and a fire in the sky. Though my guards may sleep and ships may rest at anchor, our foes know full well that big guns never tire. Hello and welcome to Lost Transmissions, a Remembrancer's Retreat miniseries on Battlefleet Gothic. Uh, today we're talking about the biggest possible guns, macro cannons, lance batteries, nova cannons, bombardment cannons, the workhorses of the expeditionary fleet weapons. I'm here with our master of gunnery, Austin, and uh, he's going to take it away for a little bit. Yeah, and... Uh... Here we go, and Jesse is not around to give us adult supervision, so you know, be advised. So, like Stephen said, we're gonna talk. We're gonna start off our talk about uh, macro cannon, and macro cannon is a bit of a misleading name because when I hear the word macro cannon, I envision you know the big guns on the side of our little boats that are hurling things the size of buildings at each other, uh, which then explode. And this is true, macro cannons are that, but there are actually a wide array of imperial weaponry. Pretty much anything that's not a giant laser is considered a macro cannon. Um, things like big plasma projectors, rail guns, all this sort of stuff. Uh, not that the Imperium batteries. has a ton of rail guns. Yeah, um, and even even lasers still constitute as macro cannon batteries or yep. uh, weapons batteries, assuming that they're as, not sustained fire. Yeah, as long as they're not fancy enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the primary way in which which ships in Battlefleet Heresy butcher each other. It's a very rare ship that has zero weapons batteries. Uh, the only one I can think of offhand is the Gothic class cruiser, which just has lances. Um, mm-hmm. Am I missing anybody? Uh, it's no. I think that's yeah, really that's, the only one. That's really it. Every everybody, even little escorts, yeah. have uh, have weapons batteries. They got a little something, uh, yep. and it can, like we said, it can be anything. But they're all big, right? The main weapons on a warlord titan might might constitute like the equivalent of the five inch guns on. Battlefleet Heresy ships. You know, they're the and thing even then, that you need like enough to form a battery of them. Yeah, like a warlord's worth of weaponry is what like a transport might have to defend itself from pirates and do the job real badly, uh, which is crazy. I remember reading in uh, I think it was Execution Hour, which is a fantastic navy book for 40k. It's the uh, navy book, really. Well, there's also Shadow Point, but that's just the sequel to Execution Hour. So yeah. Uh, and there is a captain in there that likes to, like, at one point he's sort of laughing at the princeps of the Legio Titanicus because, you know, they're like, oh, we're we're like gods on the battlefield and yada, 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 yada. And he's the captain of a Gothic-class cruiser and says, I'm just going to murder you. <laughs> any, yeah. any ship in the fleet could annihilate an entire Titan Legion in a salvo. And by God, that's what weapons batteries do. Mm -hmm. um, there is a massive downside in-game to weapons batteries, and that is 
you have to use this thing called the gunnery table. So while lances, you'll say you got, oh, one or two, or if you're you know, like a gothic and armed with nothing but lances, you'll have four, and that's impressive. Weapons batteries tend to be like eight aside, or ten weapons battery aside. And that sounds great, except you got to use the gunnery table. Womp, 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 womp. Easily the most archaic relic of yes, Games Workshop's game It's, uh, it's <laughs> game from a design. forgotten time when GW had everything referenced a table. Uh, and essentially what this is, is these are all going slower than the speed of light, right? The, pla the big ball of plasma, for some reason, goes slower than the speed of light, the big guns, all of it. So it's hard to hit a ship a mile long um, from Earth when you're aiming at the moon, right? Like, it's hard. There's a lot of pred predictive math you gotta do and praying to the machine god and whatnot. There yep, are things because... that make it easier. Um, and it's a little counterintuitive. The easiest thing for a spaceship to hit is another spaceship coming directly at them. And the reason this is, is that they've got the engine glow, right? Because they're sensing like radiation and heat and all of that. Yeah, and they're not firing have... directly at something that they can see with their naked eyes. Yeah, not unless shit has gone real wrong. Uh, and what that'll do is that'll make kind of a halo around where the actual ship is. And it makes it very easy to kind of just direct all of your fire at the slightly darker point, you know, in the big circle of light. Right? It presents a smaller target. Yeah, it prevents a smaller target where you know the enemy is. So that's the best way to shoot at things. And it shows by the gunnery table taking away the least of your shots when you're firing in a ship like this. So for example, if I've got 10 weapons batteries and I'm shooting at a capital ship that's coming at me, I'm going to get 7 shots. It's exciting. Now we should note that if you're looking at the gunnery table, <clears throat> or when Austin is noting uh, coming at you, there's terms used in Battlefleet Gothic to relate the target's orientation in, in reference to you. If you are firing directly at a target that is coming straight at you, it's the target is closing. If the target is moving directly away from you, then it's moving away. But if you are perpendicular to your target or parallel to your target in such a way that you're seeing it lengthwise, then you are a beam. And that's where things get tricky. Yep, you have all the fun nautical terms. Uh, and in game terms, mm -hmm. it's you know front arc is closing, rear arc moving away, sides moving. And moving away, so moving away is kind of the in-between stage. Uh, you still have that nice round halo of like heat and radiation and all of that. But ships aren't usually traveling in a perfectly straight line because they're trying to not be hit. So you don't have that little target area. So it's easier, or it's harder to hit than closing, and then a beam you're kind of aiming in front of where the little ball of light is, but you can't, like, is it going to go up and down left, right, it, it screws with everything, and it gets real hard to hit uh, for example, we were getting seven seven shots, if we had ten weapons batteries, we get seven shots at a ship closing at us, uh -huh. uh, the capital ship, a beam, goes down to four and suddenly, that's like not gonna really kill anybody, right? Like, yep. 
If you're uh, lucky, you'll drop shields. Yeah. And we should also point out that weapons batteries in-game, they're hitting... You need to roll against the armor value of the enemy ship, right? There are no saves in Battlefleet Gothic um, without you're on a special order, and we're going to get to special orders, I don't know, next episode, probably. Um, so if a ship has five-up armor, when you're shooting weapons batteries at them, you say, okay, capital ship, closing, I have seven dice, five-ups to do damage or drop shields. So, you know, ten, ten dice sounds good on paper. Once you start doing all the math, it gets harder. Um, there are also blast markers to consider. Blast markers happen. Uh, normally, when a ship loses a shield, it'll take a blast marker, uh, which slows the ship down a little bit and gives a bad shift to the gunnery table. So because it it's confuses all, sensors. Yeah, so it's all laid out, for those of you that haven't actually seen a gunnery table, it's like an Excel spreadsheet, right? And the best shooting is on the left, the worst is on the right, until it gets down to, like, if I'm trying to use my weapons batteries to shoot at a squadron of fighters, my ten dice would go to two. It's just not a thing you really want to do. Um, yeah, the boys are going to mess those fighters up if it hits them. Yeah. Uh, but if your blast marker's in the way, you'll take a shift to the right. And we usually just end up calling them a good shift or a bad shift, because, at least for me, thinking in terms of right and left on the gunnery table just seems to be a toss-up, whether I get it right. Perfectly honest with you. <laughs> playing this game since uh, 2001 and still can't think of it any other way. Yep. And when uh, Austin says blast marker, uh, in fluff terms, when ordnance, uh, when macro cannon shells or plasma batteries or what have you fire, and they don't necessarily hit a ship, uh, ships like Titans are protected by void shields that shunt away the worst of, of inflicted damage. Uh, but it has to go somewhere. And blast markers represent all these big, huge, roiling clouds of atomic fire and debris and shrapnel and radiation. They, they really can be anything. Blast markers are just kind of a ubiquitous. There's something here that shows up on scanners. Um, and it, like, like Steven said, they're void shields just like on a Titan or anything else on the ground that has one. And it's, you might be thinking, well, that void shields shunted things into the warp. And it does, but a lot of the times these weapons are sort of proximity censored as well. So they might hit the, they might hit the shield and also explode. So you're getting like, you know, the back half of the mushroom cloud, blast markers, um, and then just, you know, the spare bits of ship that are getting blown away in battle. But all of it makes Gunnery Table harder. Also being very, very far away. So 30 centimeters, as we've said, is sort of Earth-to-the-moon type distance. If you're further away than that, you also get another shift to the right. Because at that point, just, you know, instead of being two seconds, you have to figure out, all right, here's a ship. It's moving at like 0.1% of the speed of light and I need to figure out where it's going to be two seconds from now to hit it, it's now, you know, four seconds, six seconds, eight seconds, whatever. It just gets exponentially harder to do. Uh, mm -hmm. And you're basically hand, trying to you're trying to calculate it using the Imperial equivalent of Windows 98. I mean, yes. Worst in some cases. 
it's actually DOS, but you're only trained in Windows 98. <laughs> <laughs> the Imperium is, who it's a problem. That's However, a strange place. if you get up into knife fighting range, you know, 15 centimeters, you can look out your viewport and go, my God, there, I just saw a flash of light and that star is moving. That's the enemy ship, Emperor Protectus. Then you get a good shift, right? You get a one shift to the left. Um, which normally equates to a couple extra shots, right? To go back to our, like, ten weapons battery, capital ship closing, seven. Within fifteen, that would go to nine. And, you know, suddenly things are dangerous. Effectively, it's almost impossible to miss. Yeah, yeah. And you're hitting stuff, you still have to do damage, you know, but... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. It gets shit going. Uh, yeah, and tactically, uh, because of their their weapons batteries are generally thought to be your uh, are thought to be of what, of what softens up a target before you actually go in for the kill. Um, because of the numbers of shots that you have compared to lances, weapons batteries are generally thought to be better for bringing down shields, uh, and then kind of. If shields are already down, they're beneficial for plinking off a couple of hull points before you start laying into them with the lance battery. Because I've made the comparison before, a lance is kind of like a scalpel or a rifle. It's a precision weapon, whereas the weapons battery is the fuck-ups weapon. It's a shotgun. It's too big to miss. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like we said, these are... The bog standard. Now, there is one other fun thing for weapons batteries, and that if you have a squadron of ships, and they're fire, and they fire, you know, hey, we're going to beat the shit out of that ship over there, you combine the weapons batteries if you want to. Uh, this is what makes escorts really nasty when there's something like the sword, uh, which only has three weapons batteries on its own. It doesn't sound like a lot, but suddenly you have six swords together, and that's 18 weapons batteries and it's suddenly putting out as much firepower as some of the big weapons battery heavy battleships. Uh, and two cruisers, you do the same thing, squadron together, fire off all the weapons batteries at once. Uh, that has the bonus of not only, you know, you're adding all the firepower together, but remember, you're taking bad shifts once the blast markers are down. So if I fire one ship's weapons batteries, take the shield down on my target, suddenly the next weapons battery arm ship that's firing has an additional bad shift because they got to see through all the nuclear holocaust. You fire all together, you don't have that problem. It's great. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's good times. Oh, boy. And uh, you do not want to be on the chain gang that loads a weapons battery. Uh, assuming you survive the battle, you're going to be real tired. Yeah, he says chain gang uh, literally... There's a great cutout of a, a weapon, a macro cannon firing. And it's one of those ones that shoot a Volkswagen at people. And it's got, you know, the gun. A Volkswagen bus, mind you, yeah, not a Volkswagen bug. bus, not the Beetle. Uh, and it's it's got the gun that's sort of, you know, sitting there. And it's vertical mount. And it can pivot and do all sorts of fun stuff. And there's wiring and cabling. And on the other end, there's all the crazy grimdark tech that's like, dropping gun, uh, shells from the magazine down into the loader kind of cradle. And then there's what looks like about 200 little tiny stick figure dudes uh, 
literally hauling on giant chains to both move the gun around and to reload. Which is great. It just yep. makes me happy when things like that happen. Yeah, um, those guys are uh, are ratings. Um, they're not specialized. They're not trained. Well, they're trained, but barely. And, uh, well, as they say, the galaxy is a large place, and whatever happens, you will not be missed. These guys are not missed at all. No. Uh, they die regularly on the job. They'll be crushed underneath... Uh, carts. They'll be blown up. They'll be crushed underneath each other if one of them falls down. It's, a, even, it's a bad time. You know, hey, you're, you're a deck slave, so you're in the shittiest part of the ship uh, as far as living quarters go. And you know what? Sometimes the air circulation system just sort of gives out. Sorry. Not sorry. Yep. Uh, the There's average, more where he came from. The average loss was actually mentioned in so on a, a dictator class from Execution Hour, that's the ship, the Lord Solar Macarius. Uh, it says the average and acceptable attrition rate on an Imperial cruiser is three deck slaves a day. Crushed, murdered, asphyxiated, whatever. Burned. Just, yep, what have you. Just the price of doing business. Uh, and we'll we'll have more fun with that when we talk about Brace to Impact uh, next <laughs> episode, like I said. But that pretty much covers weapons batteries. They're exciting. You're going to lose them a lot. And even though that gunnery table looks, you know, like an Excel spreadsheet, uh, you wind up getting a pretty intuitive feel for it, and it doesn't take too terribly long to get there. So, you know, don't don't let it intimidate you. Don't let it yep. intimidate you. Uh, we talk about them a lot, uh, or rather we've mentioned them several times up until now, uh, but the other main ship killer weapon is the lance battery. Now, whereas a... Uh, weapons battery is kind of a broad umbrella term to reference a whole bunch of weapons that can put out a certain amount of energy within a certain distance within a certain time. Lances are pretty universal. It's a giant laser. Yeah, it's a great big old laser. If mm -hmm. you took your Warlord Titan and turned that into one giant laser, that would be... A lance, uh, there's normally between three and five of them in a turret. Uh, and like I said, there's normally a couple of turrets uh, on a ship that has lances. So again, just mind-bogglingly large laser death. Yep. Uh, Whereas the weapons battery's purpose is to kind of pound or explode or otherwise. They're, they're inelegant weapons. It's otherwise meant to batter a target into destruction. Uh, a lance is specified as its purpose is to cut through a ship. Um, I believe the standard for what constitutes a lance is if it can saw through an escort within three seconds, then it then that is the bare minimum requirement to be classified as a lance weapon. Again, the mile long, like quarter mile thick escorts. You do that in three seconds, you're good enough to be in a lance battery. Yep. Uh, they are a little rarer than weapons batteries. A bunch of ships don't have them. Um, generally speaking, each of the kind of core fleets, like the Imperial Fleet, the Chaos Fleet, the Space Marine Fleet, uh, that the Battlefleet Heresy lists are based off of, one escort from each of those lists will have an escort that has one lance. Um, and then in the Imperial fleet, 
the standard one, there's only two cruisers uh, that have lances as standard armament. The Gothic, uh, which has four, which really is an egregious amount of lances. Uh, and then the, the Lunar, which is the workhorse of the Imperial fleet, uh, which has two, as well as some weapons batteries. Uh, Chaos has a couple more, I want to say. Yeah, Chaos uh, tends to pack more lances. Uh, in fact, the majority of its cruisers have at least one lance. The Murder, uh, the Carnage, the Slaughter, and the Devastation uh, are all cruisers with long-range lances. Uh, uh, to add carnage. to the fun... Um, not the no, not, nope, Carnage is all weapons batteries, yeah. To add to the fun, uh, Chaos has three heavy cruisers, which make uh, heavy use of lances, whereas the Imperium only has two heavy cruiser equivalents in the Imperial Navy, it's battle cruisers. Mm -hmm. uh, the Mars and the Overlord both have dorsal lances, but from the Chaos fleet, it's the Hades, the Acheron, and the Styx all have 60 centimeter or longer lances, which mm. in game terms makes them incredibly dangerous. Yeah, so in game terms, uh, how lances work is they don't give a shit about blast markers uh, that might you know, trigger some weapons or, or trigger some detonations early. They don't care about distance because it's going at the speed of light, so there's no modifications there. And they don't care too much about your armor either. Uh, whereas weapons batteries have to roll against the armor value of the target ship. Lances, on a 4-up, they work every time. Yep, 50% of the time they work 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now the downside, They also of course, don't care about orientation. Uh, no matter, they do not use the gunnery table. Yeah, so they don't use the gunnery table at all. Uh, they ignore you know, closing a beam, moving away, doesn't matter. We're a laser in space. Yep, four lance shots is four lance shots every day. Mm -hmm. Yep, and there's a good reason for that. It's a laser. It's moving at the speed of light. You don't have to do the math, right? You just point and click, and it's a straight line <laughs> from you know here to infinity or 60 centimeters or whatever. Um, and when it hits something, that something's going to know it's been hit. Uh, there is a downside, though, and that it's there tends to not be a whole lot of lances on a ship. Yep, the most lances that you'll get on a single vessel uh, within a single arc is usually four. If you're lucky, you'll get six. Yeah, but that's if you're really lucky. A couple of battleships are just lance boats, and they have six. Yeah. Uh, and if you're doing the math in your head right now, you realize that's really not enough, right? Because a cruiser has two shields generally eight hull points, and if you fire those six lances, three of them hit on average, congratulations, you've done one point of damage, next turn the ship's going to move, the shield's going to come back up, and that's just what you're stuck with. Uh, so like Steven said, the lances really shine against things that have no shields, whether you know they've suffered uh, damage that means they don't have shields anymore, or you've dropped them already with weapons batteries, uh, then lances can make you have a real bad day. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, they do. They do murder escorts though, just all the time. Yeah, because a lot of the time, what happens is escorts will be base to base to share uh, turret defenses against like torpedoes and attack craft, which escorts also really don't like. Uh, so you'll hit it, 
and the first shot will drop shields. But if a ship is base to base, you can put that blast marker touching another ship, which also loses shields. So that, and then of course the next shot will kill one, and so will the third hit if you've managed to get three, because it's the next closest ship is the ship whose shield just went down when his buddy lost his, and you can just reeve your way through escorts that way real well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're pretty straightforward, and there's actually a a great little vintage jet in the main rulebook, little drawing of what looks like. A bank of they're like wheels with little steps in them, um, like a really elongated cog. I guess. It's a stairmaster, is what it is. It's yeah. just a it's a cylindrical stairmaster. Cylindrical stairmaster with an infinitely long line of deck slaves just stepping on it. And I've always liked to imagine that as charging the batteries for the lances. Yep. <laughs> now, as deadly as lances are. Uh, there is one instance in which they are even scarier. Like Austin said, uh, it looks good on paper, but um, when you start rolling the dice and you start mathing it out, three lances or six lances is still only two shields and a hull point. Well, there's a time uh, in every admiral's life when lances are elevated from simply uh, surgical tools to butcher knives and they become truly ship killers when you are locked on. And we'll explain more about lock on later, but essentially, uh, those lances can re-roll their failures to hit. Yeah, and it gets real unpleasant. Uh, there's also the Mechanicum. Oh uh, yes, there's cheat. cheaters. Uh, and actually, damn, this is the one of the answers to the question we had the other day. Do the uh, Mechanicum yeah. keep good stuff for themselves? They absolutely fucking do, Hell and yes. it's the fancy lances. So, mm-hmm. in the Mechanicum fleet, you can get upgrades, um, just because they, they're tinkering with everything. And most of the things are stuff that other fleets can get. They're just more prevalent in the Mechanicum fleet. Um, but there's one that isn't, and that's their fancy lances. And what they do is, on a six, they cause two automatic hits, instead of one. And ignore shields, don't they? don't think so. I know there's something that ignores shields on a six, but we'll figure that out later. We're the experts. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not like we wrote the rules for anything. Yeah. Um, they cheat, and it hurts real bad. Uh, yep. And Jason, I love you, but my God, why do you always roll sixes with your lances? It's, that that it's man rough. has fired at me with two lances and done four points of damage more times than I care to remember, and we haven't played a whole hell of a lot. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, Jason's Mechanicum fleet, that seems like a pretty good segue into the next weapon. Mm. The Nova Cannon. The Nova Cannon. So this is the last yeah. sort of shipboard weapon from the core, you know, if you've got that weirdly shaped blue Battlefleet Gothic rulebook. Yep. Sometimes uh, with weapons batteries, you are hurling VW buses at fractions of the speed of light. Well, sometimes that's just not fast enough for you. So you decide to throw a VW bus at the speed of light. Yeah. And then it'll explode. And that's the Nova Cannon. Yeah, it is. It's essentially shipboard artillery. Um, it Ships that mount Nova Cannons tend to be built around the Nova Cannon. While a weapons battery might take up a third of a ship's flank, 
um, once you've got you know your whole battery set up with your four or five different barrels or what have you. A Nova Cannon tends to run the full length from the front of the prow almost all the way to the aft of a ship, yep. which consider that these cruisers are miles long. Yep, and that is also why you won't see, like this is not a gun you'll see on light cruisers or escorts. It is purely a cruiser and up style weapon. Uh, and in mm. Battlefleet Heresy, they are incredibly rare because they are brand new. Uh, so naturally, yep. the Iron Warriors get the... the Iron Warriors, the Imperial Fists. Imperial Fists have the some. Mechanicum has access to them, and occasionally Rogue Traders. Yep. Uh, but those pretty boy Ultramarines looked at that and were like, ooh, I'm not mounting that on the end of my ship. It seems terrible. They're full of Stop. shit. It is real good. Yep. Uh, and um, so... Nova Cannon fires completely differently from any other weapon in the game. Uh, and there's two ways to play it, although we here at Battlefleet Heresy prefer the 2010 Compendium method, which plays more like a, a traditional blast weapon in Warhammer. So you've got a tiny, you've got your small blast, right? And you measure out typically a distance that has to be it's outside of It's actually not quite a small blast. It's, it's a, a, I think it's weird, slightly smaller, isn't it's it? It's a weird bespoke template that is slightly smaller and has yeah. a slightly larger center hole. Yep. But you take that blast and you put it anywhere between 30 centimeters, well, really 31, and 150 centimeters at your target. And then, depending on how far away it actually is, you roll the scatter die with a certain number of dice. The closer it is, the fewer dice you have to roll with that scatter die. And whatever is under the circle of the Nova Cannon template immediately takes d6 hits. So maybe only one, but also maybe six. And everything else that's touched by the template just takes one hit. And then it starts getting real rude. Yeah. Uh, because you can use it to just obliterate an escort squadron, just take it off the table. If you hit well enough, um, Jason, like we said, ship. yeah, Jason has um, put several times, more th more times than we'd like to remember, uh, a Nova Cannon shell directly through the bridge of our flagships and just immediately, the game was practically over then, because he just blew off the bridge, took six whole points of damage, and that was it. Yeah, it, uh, it's real rude. And as Steven said, it gets more accurate at shorter range uh, in this version of it. Uh, you mm -hmm. roll 1d6 and then 2d6, uh, 60 to 90, and then 3d6 at over 90. But of course, a third of the time you're hitting all the time because you still get that uh, direct hit. Direct hit, yep. Uh, and yeah. that's the no, way... No, the cannons are more or less, or a little, little less reliable now because of that, mm -hmm. uh, but it used to be that there was no measuring for the Nova Cannon. You well, guessed its range, yeah. because there is no pre-measuring in Battlefleet Gothic at all. If you're out of range, and then you decide to fire, well, sorry, that's it. But the Nova Cannon used to be special. Uh, you would declare how far you were going to shoot it, and then you would put the template down, yeah, and then you would measure. Theoretically, it's a timed device, right? You're shooting this house at somebody packed with <laughs> esoteric nastiness 
um, Gravimatric Impellers, whole bunch of stuff. Uh, it's described as unleashing a force more potent than a dozen plasma bombs, but of course don't describe what a plasma bomb is, but sounds impressive. Yeah. Um, and you have to kind of like old-time artillery set the fuse, right? Or else it would explode too early or too late. And weirdly, having something the size of a small house just pass clean through a ship doesn't actually do any appreciable damage at, like, the scales we're talking about. Yeah, bulkheads close, people get sucked out. Well, yeah. that was terrible, yeah, you've but not the end. You've killed 80 men. No one cares. 80 men? That's a good day. <laughs> right? So, you had to pick your point and say, alright, I assume that that's 76 centimeters out. You'd measure, you'd throw down the template, and uh, you hit or you missed. Some people were really good at this. Most people got pretty good at it. And some people just never learned the knack. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and, it was, and you had to fire Nova Cannons before you could fire any other weapons. Yes. So, so that you, you could not use any... those weapons to, to, to range the Nova yeah. Cannon. You couldn't get any guesses. And you had to fire all your Nova Cannons at the same time. So mm -hmm. you couldn't, you know... Say, ah, fire 70 with that one. Oh, I was a little off. 74-3 with the next one. Got him. No, everything went. Yep. Everything fired. And that's all she wrote. I personally, like Steven said, like we, we use the, the scattered eye method. We do. I was outvoted. Um, but I'm old-fashioned that way. I miss the old guess ranges. It's it, they they really do kind of swing from one end to the other. If someone I I played against Dave and he'd never used one before, and he fired that thing four times I think before he finally got like a fix on one of my cruisers, mm -hmm. and then when he finally did, it just bounced off the shields. So that was kind of disappointing for him. Yeah, but the other fun thing is so like like most GW games, um, when you're using the scatter die method. You can't intentionally place it over one of your own ships. Oh, Not yeah, so when true. you're randomly guest ranging. Uh huh. So yep. you know, oh, Danger that one close. little escort near that shieldless battleship. Sorry, bro, we're we're making that number. Mm hmm. Yep. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's the Nova Cannon. That's the Nova Cannon in a nutshell. Um, it's fun. It is. Uh, and there there are, there's actually another way to use it. Um which we've played a couple of times. Honestly, I'm up in the air whether I like it or not. And that is because, again, the scatter die makes it really good at long range because still a third of the time you're automatically hitting. And once you're rolling 1d6 for scatter, you're pretty much always hitting the target. Um, so some people like to say you have to use the reload ordnance special rule from attack craft uh, torpedoes to like reload the Nova Cannon. That's another uh, experimental, or I guess homebrew rule people like to use. Eh, yeah, people seem kind of. Some people are are on are way on one end of the of the spectrum, like Dave, who as soon as you mention a Nova Cannon, you will hear their opinion on it, and that opinion is usually how much they don't like it. Dave does have and... the unpleasant fact of being both bad at it himself and on the receiving end of Jason's Nova Cannons multiple times to the loss yep. of his flagship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then on the other hand, you have people who have done the math, and they've slung a Nova Cannon or two in their time, and they know that 50% of the time, it's only going to do three hits. 
Unless it's, again, Jason's, and it'll just do six. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what it is about Jason's. Again, uh, Jason, we love you. Just pains me. Yeah, Savage Hierophant can go <laughs> fuck right off. Because, boy, that ship is mean. Yeah. Which brings us uh, to the last thing, because one of Savage Hierophant's favorite targets is the Space Marine Battle Barge. It uh-huh. murders a shit ton of them. And the Space yep. Marine Battle Barge uh, and Strike Cruiser are the only ships with access to our last weapon. And that a close is relative of the weapon's battery. The Bombardment Cannon. Hooray! Yep. Have you ever looked at a weapon's battery and thought, man, I sure wish this thing was as reliable as a lance. And you looked at a lance and thought, I sure wish this thing had the same volume of fire as a weapon's battery. Well, weapon's batteries and lances are for mortals. Bombardment cannons are for space marines. Yep. Uh, so it's kind of a specialist weapon. Haha, um, <laughs> for a specialist game. It is. Uh, they use linear accelerators launching magma bomb warheads. So generally, they're meant for blowing the shit out of planetary defenses on the ground. On the ground. Or just planets. Yeah, just turning those cities that you always hear about into the cities of death terrain you're always fighting over. Uh, that was brought to you by Bombardment Cannons. Hooray! Dun, 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 dun. Uh, and they make ships real sad, because anything designed to crack the planet's crust will beat the shit out of a spaceship, no matter how well armored you are. Uh, yep. Just like a lance, they always hit on a 4-up, regardless of the target's armor, and have the added benefit of hitting on a 4-up against ordnance as well. Let me backtrack mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, ordnance is special, because they're essentially, you know, you're trying to hit a grain of sand with a bow and arrow. Uh, so any weapons, battery, or lance needs sixes to hit ordnance, torpedoes, attack craft, all of that. Bombardment cannons are uber shotguns, and it's just <laughs> a wall of magma death, so can't really dodge that. Mm-hmm. It's like yep. those assault rifles for killing flies. They are, um, however, subject to the gunnery table. They are. So even so... though you're getting eight bombardment cannon from a Space Marine battle barge... It falls off quickly. Yep. The bombardment cannon does tend to have both the strength of the weapon's battery and the lance battery, but also both weaknesses. Uh, They, compared to weapon's batteries, do not tend to come in as uh, as high in number, whereas a murder-class cruiser has 10 weapon's batteries. A strike cruiser, the closest equivalent, has, what, three bombardment cannons? Four? Yeah. Three, three yeah. bombardment cannon, and only four on the port starboard weapons batteries. So it's mm-hmm. not, you know, comparatively, it's going to throw fewer dice. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, because it's, it's and they like you said, and they the still have same, to use the gunnery table. Yeah, it's the exact same firepower as the Dauntless light cruisers lances three, but the Dauntless will always get three. The strike cruiser will never roll three dice. Mm-hmm. Unless happen. it's, I don't, I think maybe if you shoot at defenses, that's the only time. Um, at a defense, yeah, that's it. So if you're yep. shooting at a stationary rock, that's it. Now there is the bombardment one. cannon, being a huge magma bomb, has one other benefit that lances and weapons batteries do not have, and that's that they cause critical hits on a four up. Now you might be asking. 
What's a critical hit? Boy, well, are we going to tell you right now. Yep. So say you've got 20 weapons batteries, and you just sling as many shots at the enemy as you can. And you do, like, five hits. Okay, so what? That's only five hits. Ah, but then you get to take five dice and roll those five dice. And every single dice that's a six or a four in the case of a bombardment cannon does a critical hit. Yeah, and that's damage done, right? That, not for shields. Mm-hmm. This is the problem that happened when that Volkswagen Beetle exploded inside of my ship. Yep. Did it kill 300 men? Because that's not a big deal. It's a little problematic. Yeah. But it can do way, way worse. Uh, so we'll just mm-hmm. go through the chart. It's a 2d6 for yep. every critical hit. So in Steve's example, you rolled five dice, so you got two sixes. You'd roll twice on this chart, apply both. Uh, and it gets real rude. Uh, it starts off the two dorsal armament damage. So like the, generally those tend to be like lances on top of bigger ships. Uh, if you don't have dorsal armament, it would bump up to the three. Uh, and that's pretty standard if for whatever reason uh, you've already suffered some of these. Most of them you can suffer multiple times. You can have your dorsal armament down three or four times. Mm-hmm. You know, you've cut three or four different... You know, power conduits that all need to be repaired before you can get those guns up again. Uh, if your bridge is smashed and isn't there anymore, you can't have that problem again, so you just apply the next one higher up. So, the next two, three, starboard armament damaged, four, port armament damaged. Um, every ship's got some of these. It's a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that counts even if you've got multiple types of thing, right? Like that lunar I mentioned earlier. It has weapons, batteries, and lances on each side. Both of those go down for one you know, port or starboard armor damage. Uh, then there's the prow armament. That tends to be weapons, batteries, or lances. On the chaos ships, uh, bombardment cannon for the strike cruiser and the battle barge. And the torpedoes for the imperial ships. Uh, or anything that fires torpedoes, it's going to be out the prow. Uh, and then you start getting into the fun stuff. And the first one of the fun things is engine room damaged. Ships may not make any turns until the damage is repaired. That and they sucks. Take an extra point of damage. Which doubly sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is where it starts getting good. That extra little bit of damage and not being able to turn is huge. You know, suddenly you're having to like fly through an asteroid field or just be way out of position, and the enemy ship gets behind you where you can't shoot back. It's unpleasant. It's also for uh, assault boats and hit and runs. Uh, the six is the best you can get on a D6. Uh, so this is you know, peak conditioning for those ten guys with melt bombs to sneak into a ship. Uh, unless you're Space Marines and get that plus one and are attacking non-Space Marines, then you get number seven, which, if you're paying attention to statistics, is also the most common one you get. And that's a fire. <laughs> And, oh, fires are bad. Yep, fires are one of the ones that can stack, too. If yes. you somehow manage to suffer if in the same instance where you uh, rolled those five hits and got those two crits, if both of those are sevens, that's two separate fires that have to be put out separately. Yep, and if you don't put them out, you get an extra point of damage. Bink. We're going to pause here for a second. How does one put out fires? How does one fix all of these problems? Well, uh, it ain't prayer to the Omnissiah. Well, it is prayer to the Omnissiah. 
which is defined as rolling a d6 in the end phase uh, for every point of damage you have left. And on a 6, you can fix a thing. Uh, if you're in contact with blast markers, have that number. So yep. it's not great odds, right? So say you've got your cruiser, you have eight hull points, you took, you know, engine room damage. Well, you took an extra point of damage, uh, so now you only have four hull points left, and you have to go in a straight line. You roll four dice, you pray for the six to fix it. So, you know, convert that into, I took two fires instead, you start to burn to death, and it's real unpleasant. Yep, chances are you'll only fix one of those fires, and come the next turn, bink, you're taking another hit. Yep, and then you're rolling one less die to fix the other fire, and you're crippled, and it, it's a mess. Don't think about it. Pray to uh, give rather than receive. Indeed. <laughs> so eight is next on our chart. That's thruster damage. This is another one of those plus one uh, extra damage to you. And you reduce the ship's speed by 10 centimeters until the damage is repaired. Womp, womp. And, and that can really hurt a ship, even early on, without being crippled. It can. And it can also really screw with you in unexpected ways. Take battleships. And we, we haven't really talked about like movement yet. Um, but battleships go generally 15, 20 centimeters. And they have a special rule for when they're turning, they have to go 15 centimeters before they can turn. So if you go 20 centimeters normally, you take thruster damage and you have your speed reduced by 10 centimeters, you can't turn. And so suddenly you're really slow and you're going in a straight line. And, you know, hey, maybe there's a blast, some blast markers that you hit, uh, which also reduce your speed by five. Suddenly you're only going five centimeters a turn, and you're wildly out of position, and you're away from the rest of the fleet, which literally can't slow down enough to like stay with you, uh, and you die. And it's mm -hmm. real sad. Yep. Yep. It sucks. It sucks a whole bunch. It sucks a whole bunch. But not yep. as bad as the next few. This is where things go from being unpleasant to just straight-up atrocious. Yep. Uh, if you suffer any of these critical hits, disengage. Get out of the fight. If you can. Because the first if one is Bridge Smashed, number nine on our chart. Mm -hmm. uh, and this, incidentally, leadership... is the one that Savage Hierophant scores the most frequently. Yeah, when I said sense. that it puts a Nova Cannon shell straight through the viewing port of a bridge, that wasn't an exaggeration. It has decapitated more battle barges than any other vessel in Richmond. It got three battle barges in a row that way. Six damage, six damage, six damage. Bridge Smashed on each one. And shield yep. collapse on two. We'll get there. So this damage reduces the ship's leadership by three, and you can't fix it. Leadership, dun, dun, dun. Like, you think leadership is important in 30k, and it is. But having bad leadership doesn't stop you from, you know, doing things if you're not being screwed with in 30k. In Battlefleet Heresy, if you have shitty leadership, you just can't really function well. Which is good. It's flavorful, right? Like, if the captain orders something and nobody hears, it won't get done. The ship won't fight as efficiently. If your captain has been reduced to his component atoms, whatever second lieutenant in the, like, secondary bridge in the middle of the ship, he's just not going to be as good at his job. Right? Uh-huh. And this isn't like a stick-your-head-out-of-your-cabin and scream at the next guy down the hall. Yeah, you're not because... Yeah, these ships are huge. 
Yeah. You'll literally be reduced to runners having to do like mini marathons to get orders anywhere. Yep. It's real bad. But it's and still not as bad as Shield's Collapse. Shield Collapse, like there there are a couple others and they're they're real unpleasant. Shield Collapse is the one that just sticks in your gut though. It's exactly what it sounds like. Your shields are reduced to zero. This may not be repaired. So, again, every ship has shields, and as long as a ship ends its movement and not in contact with blast markers, the shields come back up. It's like getting one or two wounds back a turn, right? When you have, take a shield collapse, like the amount of times I've taken one damage from something, gone, oh, that's not bad, and it's resulted in a shield collapse, it just breaks your heart. It's it's like playing word bearers and failing a random leadership check from shooting <laughs> and running and off running the board. off the table. Yeah, yeah, it's all yeah. that. It's, it's the worst. Although, as bad as shield collapse makes you feel, there is one thing that feels even worse, and that's collapsing your opponent's shields and then never killing the ship. That does make you feel good about yourself when you manage to escape. Uh, Which has yeah. happened a few times where do not do not despair too badly if your shields collapse. At first glance, you're like, oh, shit, my shields are gone. But chances are, you're still an Imperial warship with five-up armor. Maybe uh, even you six. Can still, maybe even six, especially if you're fighting in the front. Yeah. If you're squadroned up, you can still just put all of that shots on your buddy, and you stay in the fight and just keep on fighting. Yep. And your opponent's like, why is that ship still alive? I thought I killed it five years ago. Nope, you just <laughs> broke its shields. Yeah, it... Uh, oh, but it sucks. And then we get to 11 and 12, where the rudeness doesn't linger, but it stings. The first is hull breach. You know, the, the blast doors get stuck, and you take an extra D3 points of damage. Oh, uh, feels bad. It feels bad. And it can cripple you, because, you know, you've taken two hull points, right? You take that critical hit, you take an extra D3, that's five, but you're crippled, it's bad. But at least it probably won't kill you like the next thing. Yeah, the next thing is a bulkhead collapse. Things have gone egregiously wrong, it's hit a magazine, there's secondary explosions, people are getting sucked out the airlocks in their thousands, and if that keeps happening, you know, it's bad. Uh, and that's an extra D6 points of damage. And that just... It never seems to happen as often as I roll box cars in other games. Um, <laughs> but when it does, man, then you take like that extra four, five, six points of damage. I mean, that, as Steven said, that'll straight kill a ship. Yep. Even a healthy ship. Yeah. Even a relatively healthy ship. You're like, okay, I took four hits of damage. But you know what? I'm not crippled and my shields didn't collapse. So I'll be all right. Hey, wait a second. Oh, no. Why is that guy rolling for crits? Oh, no, that guy rolled for crits. Okay, well, that's fine. There's like a there's a 1 in 11 chance that it won't murder me. Bulkhead collapse. Bad time. Bad, Bad times. And when a bulkhead collapses and a ship dies, it is especially dangerous because the cousin to the critical hits table is the catastrophic damage table. Yeah, this, this is, is what happens. Fun starts. This is what happens when a ship dies. Uh, if you've played Titanicus at all, then you know that like some crazy stuff can happen when giant machines start failing. And 
when a ship dies, you roll on the catastrophic damage table, it's another 2d6. And on a 2 to 6, it just becomes a Hulk. You know, maybe there's still oxygen, maybe it still has power, but for whatever reason, it's just a wrecked ship, and it's not going to play any part of the battle anymore. Yeah, you know, on you a seven its main drives or whatever. Yeah, uh, and on a 7 go... to an 8, it becomes a Blazing Hulk. Um, which is like a Drifting Hulk, with the added benefit of fire. Uh, it's on fire, somehow, in the cold vacuum of space... And it is still drifting. Yep. And uh, it also has the fun part. So both of these, when the ship dies, you'll still have a model there. Uh, maybe you'll have some actual, like, hulks. Maybe you'll just wrap some cotton around your poor dead ship. Uh, but they stay on the table. They'll move a random amount, uh, 4d6, just straight ahead on its last course. Uh, and for a blazing hulk, at the end of every movement phase, mm -hmm. yes. At the end of every movement phase, where it moves, you roll again on this table. Maybe the fires go out. Maybe something worse happens, like a uh, plasma drive overload. Which is still not the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. So plasma drive but... overload, 9 to 11. Uh -huh. You remove the ship, each ship within 3d6 centimeters of the now atomized vessel. is hit by an explosion with land shots equal to half the ship's starting number of hits. This is Which is usually hit. four. Four lance yeah. hits. Four. Uh, escorts, I, I should hasten to add, don't roll on the catastrophic damage table. Yep, they just They're die. not... You put a blast marker down, That that's what happened. Mm -hmm. um, they also don't really suffer critical hits like the bigger ships. Uh, if they suffer a critical hit, which is only going to happen from uh, a boarding or like... Again. The boarding, really? Hit, I hit think it's runs. just boarding. Yeah. Hit and runs, boarding craft, and they suffer a critical hit, they just die. Right. If you've got 20 guys with melta bombs, that'll be enough to break the ship. Who knew? Um, but a plasma drive overload will ruin escorts because it's every single ship. Mm -hmm. So, hey, those four Cobras, each one of them is taking four lance shots. Do the math. Half of them hit. They only have a shield at a hole point. All of them are dead. Yep. Um, and then it comes to the funnest, and if you're playing your very first game of Battlefleet Gothic, mathematically guaranteed to happen. Uh, warp drive implosion. So it resolves the same way as plasma drive overload, so you take the ship away, all ships within 3d6 are struck by lance shots, and it's equal to the starting damage of the ship. Which is as little as 6 for a light cruiser and as much as 12 for a battleship. Yeah. Warp drive implosions in the middle of a crowded battlefield can get really ridiculous. Um, they can and will actually, gut an entire fleet. The The biggest game I've played was me and a buddy who we were in high school um, and we suffered... We, we killed one battleship it suffered a warp drive implosion, which took out a cruiser, which had a plasma drive overload. A combination of those two effects got another battleship, which had a plasma drive overload, which got a third battleship, which had a warp drive implosion. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, we love exploding dice at BFG, because yeah. each of those hits caused by the plasma drive overload or the warp drive implosion 
can themselves cause critical hits, mm -hmm. which means they can themselves cause hull breach and bulkhead collapse, which will lead to another explosion. Yep. It's and it's it's the gift that keeps on giving. It really is. And I I don't know. I think it's because Battlefleet Gothic, like, this isn't a competitive game, right? Nobody's going to grand tournaments for Battlefleet Gothic. Everybody likes the story. And that's very in keeping with, like, especially the Horus Heresy. Like, for those of you that have read uh, Solar War and the invasion of the solar system, and there's a thousand ships fighting each other, this is the image in your head, right, of some big battleship going up and taking all the escorts that have been escorting it, you know, to hell with it. Uh, and you can get that in Battlefleet Gothic and Battlefleet Heresy, and it is glorious. Yep. It's also a great way to get revenge. Uh, I can't oh, tell yeah. you the amount of times that you know an escort squadron has jumped on a crippled one of my crippled cruisers, killed it dead, and then the cruiser has a plasma drive overload or warp drive implosion, and proceeds to just nuke that whole escort squadron right back. It's pretty funny. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, the math doesn't justify it, but it feels good. Yeah. <laughs> It makes you feel a little bit better about life. Yep, and sometimes when you're flying around in the cold vacuum of space and mile-long ships hurling VW bugs at each other at fractions of the speed of light, feeling good is a victory in and of itself. Indeed. Well, that sounds like that's about everything for uh, for weapons. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Now you have learned all the ways with which we might kill each other. Uh, except for ramming. We'll get to that. We'll get to That's that. It's all in good time. Yeah. All yep. in good time. But uh, that is all for Lost Transmissions this episode. Um, next week, we're going to do... We're going to talk about special orders. Uh, these are ways that ships can behave in fancy, unforeseen ways to give them a, a benefit yep. on the battlefield. That's where the thinking comes in. I'll tell you what. Yep. Yep, I tell you what. It's a gentleman's game. It is it a gentleman's surely game. Surely is. Well, Austin, have you got anything else to say? No, no. I I think we've covered it all. Keep all right, your monocle then. shiny. Keep your monocle shiny. Keep those epaulets nice and uh, nice and clean. And we'll see you next time. And until then, good hunting. Now the rest is up to us. There's a future to be won. We must turn our faces outward. We will do what must be done. For no cradle lasts forever, every bird must learn to fly. And we are going to the stars, see our fire in the sky. Yes, we're going to the stars, see our fire.